Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. It's been a while since we've done the live wire. It does feel good to to be back. And uh, we got some great audio to play because, man, Dave Tepper, he's the gift that that keeps on giving. We've got sound bites for days because this guy, as much as any other owner in the NFL, Likes to talk out of his behind. Jim Ursay likes to tweet out of his behind. And Dave Tepper likes to talk out of it. Okay. And uh, we had a text a moment ago referencing the type of coach that Dave Tepper wants. Is a yes man. Because as Dave Tepper made it known again today, he has the power to veto any and all decisions, business or football. No, it's been reported and we talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick. And, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but, uh, you know, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room and, four, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices. Okay? I'm just going to say that I supported both choices. I supported the coaches. I supported the scouts, their unanimous opinion. Um, and I supported uh, Frank Wright. So um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here and I take full responsibility for everything. How refreshing is it to know, guys, that your owner once again admitted that, yes, I am 100% involved with the football decisions that this organization makes and continues to make. And, you know, we, we, we've all seen the tweet from Benjamin Albright suggesting that he's even been involved with the play call. Oh, yeah, we can read that. And it's it's really hard to, to say that it, that might not be the case because this guy, he's going to be involved no matter what's going on. And, and, and he doesn't mind letting people know that. If he didn't want Bryce Young, he would have vetoed that decision. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me one bit. And even though he said it was a unanimous decision by the staff, I mean, it's still he pushes the final button. So if he wanted Bryce Young, he was the guy ultimately responsible for the draft selection because he told you if I would have said no, it wouldn't have happened. The same thing with the head coach. I thought that was, by the way, I think the final question here with um, with Brett Jensen asking. He was leaving. They were about to get him on up out of there with a 10-minute long press conference, but we extended that to 14 because Brett fought to ask it, and it was a good one. It was about Bryce Young, the most important piece of this franchise right now. I thought the confirmation that they would have taken C.J. Stroud second was interesting, and I, if we were all to guess who would they have taken second overall if that was the eventual trade, then we would all would have guessed it would have been C.J. Stroud. I get that, but hearing the confirmation from the owner is interesting, though, because now we know. Now we know from the guy that, in his words, says the buck stops there. Now we know from the guy that has veto power 
that they would have taken C.J. Stroud second. I found that interesting. Remember, Tony Pauline came on these airwaves on this show and said that he had heard there was some interest in Anthony Richardson within that organization. That Frank Reich likes big QBs, even if he hasn't worked with somebody that mobile. Hell, how many coaches have worked with somebody as freak athletic as what Richardson is? But CJ would have been that guy. McCown, Frank Reich, looking with big old googly eyes at CJ Stroud at his pro day in Columbus. Yeah, it's just interesting there. And everybody's right. Veto power. It's always going to sit with David Tepper. How much do I believe that he was only there at the end of the decision? That I don't buy nearly as much. Yeah, I don't buy it either. And I think that there were people who did want C.J. Stroud and people that did want Anthony Richardson. But as we see, Tepper gets you out of here. And I do think that to some extent, if you would have disagreed, um, that he might have gotten you up out of the process uh, as well. But I just don't think that it was reported that Reich wanted C.J. Stroud for no reason. I don't think anybody made that up. I do think that was the guy that Frank Reich preferred, no matter what they say. What you got, Fiddy? Well, now we'll play really his last full comment from his presser today, which was he did voice his continued belief in the Panthers' number one pick, the aforementioned Bryce Young. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this you know, for myself. And I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, you know, some of them you could ask. Okay, um, and I think the um, and and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. I guess the problem and the question is, is why didn't your offensive-minded head coach coach confidently why he why he was the head coach for all of 11 games? And I guess, is is it going to look any different with Chris Tabor as the interim and Thomas Brown now back being his play caller for the second time in a month? Are we going to see the confidence that this organization has off the field translate to on the field where it ultimately matters the most? I'm hoping that we can see something like Pittsburgh went through this past weekend where they finally fired somebody that was a problem as a play caller. Matt Canada no longer calling plays for Kenny Pickett in that offense. And that was the first time that they had gained over 400 yards in a long time. They made a change. Kenny Pickett has looked really bad this year. He's got some weapons. The offensive line, I think, has been better. But, man, that offensive play calling, it was so poor. And there was a decent size change. But that was because of the offensive line, right? Not playing better this year. And it's playing a lot worse this season with the Carolina Panthers. And so there's certainly different circumstances each QB is playing with. I'm hoping Thomas Brown can go back to maybe what he was successful with in college. I know people have been talking about RPO. Maybe that's something Bryce Young could experiment with Thomas Brown and be successful with in this offense. I'm hoping to see some real change. Even if I don't see, from a production standpoint, a lot of change, like on the field, are you trying? Or are you just going to run a lot of the same stuff that you have? Am I going to see 13 screen passes that don't get the line to gain? How many, how many times am I going to see that anymore? That's what I don't want to see. Even if it doesn't come with a ton more production, I want to see that you're trying and implementing a new style and, you know, at least a couple of plays, Wes. Uh, I don't think there's going to be much of a difference, and here's why. Because a lot of times when you hear coaching situations, again, I go back to the Raiders with like a Josh McDaniels-type situation where the players couldn't stand the guy, and it felt like a dark cloud was over the locker room and the work environment was awful. I don't know how 
bad the work environment is over there because of Tepper and maybe some of the ownership, coaching, meddling issues. But Frank Reich was a really great guy, and I'm sure really liked by a lot of the players. So I don't think that there's this relief from the players that he's gone now. I think the work environment around the coaching staff was pretty good. And so for that reason, I don't think there's going to be some big jump in um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Production. Demeanor. And the okay. demeanor and, and things like that of the players because I think a lot of them probably feel Frank Reich was let go unjustly. And so that's why I think that the struggles are going to continue because I don't think that the work environment warranted this rebirth and rising from the ashes type of feel now with the coach being gone. Last one, Fiddy. What else you got for us? We spent the last segment really starting to talk about the candidates that could maybe be in play for the job. Here's an interaction that Dave Tepper had being asked about. If the struggles he's had as an owner, does he think it'll make it hard to attract quality coaches? Dave, you fired three coaches during the season, um, you know, in the, in the, since the time you took over. Do you feel like that is going to make it more difficult to get – a quality head coach here uh, if you hire one, choose to hire one, someone uh, next year? No. And why? I think that, I don't know, and again, I'm not going to get into it here, but I think Thanks. that, um, you know, it's, there are different reasons why different things happened in each, each case. Um, you guys see, like I said, everything is out in the field. Everything is known over time, and I think people know it. The league knows it, and people in the league know it. So... I think that um, if we were, if we, everything was perfect, it wouldn't be the case. And everything was good, it wouldn't be the case. Thanks. So it's not as if it's not known out there reasons. And, you know, that will be something for people to decide. Just generally speaking, and not here, but, uh, and not that this matters because this is here. But, you know, in other aspects of my life, we have people for 20, 30 years that work for me. Nobody ever leaves me. Man. Uh, I think first I started out by saying we don't give a damn uh, about the people that work for you outside of the football realm. But, you know, when you look at this answer that he gave, it just was a whole lot of nothing. And so as far as it being a difficult job for another coach to take, of course he's going to say that because he knows at the end of the day I can use my greatest superpower of all, and that is the almighty green, okay? Whether you want to call it the green goblin or whatever the case may be, he's got a lot of it, and he can use that to uh, turn a lot of situations into his favor. and That's what I gleaned the most from this answer. He's saying, no, it's not going to be difficult for a coach to take this job because I'm going to give them an offer they can't refuse. Now, can he get the coach in here for an interview? That is the question because we saw a couple of times he was not able to get that done. Yeah, same thing I'm saying, Roger the Irishman who writes in. What is he talking about? He went full Michael Scott. He lost he a sentence along the way. That's happened a lot, though. We saw that a lot in this press conference, which makes it more baffling. I, I did think that was actually a, an underrated moment from this press conference. He, what was he? Everything is known. Everything is known out in right. the field. You guys can make that decision for yourself. Everything was great. It's it's always important to go back to the question when he goes on this rambling and doesn't answer it. The question was, do you feel good about bringing in coaching candidates that would be deserving of the job? 
or because of all the turnover, do you think they would use that as a reason not to accept an opportunity with the Panthers? And he said, everything is known out in the field. I'm not going to get into any of the specifics with some of the other reasons as to why we moved on from different people, whatever, whatever, whatever. Eventually he said, uh, people in my business ventures, they stick with me in 20 or 30 years. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't think Ben Johnson is interested in learning about your hedge fund ventures. Like maybe he is, but that doesn't help us win football games. And so whoever you're going to hire to help win football games, that's what they want to know. Do they have some job security if the personnel around them isn't good and they're losing because some of the decisions that you might have affected as the meddling owner you are? And if I get my job taken away because of some of the decisions that you made, then why would I sign up for it? The reason would be because I'm still getting paid contractually as Frank Reich is still getting paid $30 million for the next four years not to work. We know about Matt Rule having signed a seven-year contract off the rip getting paid not to work and they even had a dispute about how much he was owed after he let got let go yeah man it's a mess and there are plenty of reasons to point to and say yeah that's why it's not the most attractive job compared to other franchises it's weston walker finishing up the live wire here thanks to josh fitty marlowe